Hey, welcome to another edition of Late Night with Larry. I'm your host, Larry D. I'm here with Vince. Vince, give me a shout out. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome, back in black. Ooh, that's right. Back in black. So today we're going to talk about the coronavirus, but this time we're going to talk about a lab that possibly sparked the whole outbreak. We recently watched a little documentary. Now, I wouldn't say it's a documentary. I'd say it's more of a news feed right. that kind of sheds light on the whole coronavirus and where it generated from and how it spread. Uh, you know, we usually do the paranormal, but, you know, this is a big hot topic, topic of the day. Right, and then it's it, it kind of falls in with what we talked to because there's a... It falls into the conspiracy theory, but what we saw, it seemed like they had a lot of fact to back up what they're talking about. I I believe they did, and that's that's what was impressive to me. Now, fact check it. It's going to be hard to fact check it because China's a communist country. They're not going to let any information out. Anyway, before we get started, we want you to hit that subscribe button. That way you don't miss an episode. And if you'd like to get in touch with us, you could email us at Late night with Larry fifty five at gmail dot com. So let's get started. And here we go. Here we go. So Vince, you watched that same news feed as I did. Yes. Now, the thing that caught my attention is that they said the initial outbreak was at the Wuhan wet market, right? Which they sell meat products. You know, yes. they they butcher the animals live there and whatnot. Right. And. uh in this news feed, they pointed out that there were no bats ever. Right, right. Now, if you're on social media, they have a lot of stuff out there. A lot of it is false disinformation. A lot of it's not true. There was a video supposedly from that wet market, and they go through, they have bats on sticks, you know, they're they're butchering dogs and this and that, everything that we consider taboo. It's like rolled up to one in that one market, but I, I don't believe that's the market, you know, that somebody filmed that somewhere and they threw it on there. Right. Of course, you know, they're, uh, and like China being a communist country, they don't want the truth being let out. Right. So that could be a propaganda video that they threw out there to draw your attention away. Right. Now, they said it originated in that market because they were eating the meat and it jumped from the species to human but like you said there's no proof that they're even selling bat right. there's uh, the people of wuhan bats not part of their diet no it's not and we're going to point one thing out this particular bat that carries the coronavirus it's called a horseshoe bat and they said the closest cave where they could harvest them because they study them in a lab two miles away from the wet market yes and uh 600 miles is the closest cave where they could go right. and harvest them. So, so they have to go harvest them to bring them to study. And uh, it, it's funny how that lab is in close proximity to that market that they blamed. Right. And uh, so if they were shelling horseshoe bats, why would someone travel 600 miles, have to climb up mountainous terrain to harvest these bats just to travel back and sell them for pennies on the dollar. Right. It don't, it don't make sense. It don't make sense. But it does make sense if you're studying the coronavirus right. and you have different kind of bats. And that's what this laboratory was doing. So they were taking these bats, drawing the blood, and trying to figure out ways to see how the virus would jump from species, from animal to human. And the theory is that they screwed up and they got infected. Everyone in that lab died. Right. Well, 
the thing is, the, everyone, well, a lot of people in that lab died, but some of them are still unaccounted for. Right. Well, let's just say they died. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because if in a communist country, if you're right. unaccounted for, you're as good as gone. Exactly. And the thing is, when the Americans went in there, and I think it was like a, a, a United Nations team, or was it from a team from America that went in and they looked at the lab, they said that it was a time bomb because... It, it was just a mess. There were no standards, no safety precautions. Right. It, now, th this was over a year ago. They went and looked at it. Right. They went and looked at it. They, the United States, uh, there was a, they gave a, a team of five nations, right? It was Australia, United States, the yeah. UK. Um, uh, yeah. There, there was two other countries I can't remember right now, but they were all part of like this watchdog team that went in and I don't know how thoroughly they got to inspect it, but they got to look at it. And uh, the people there who were doing the inspecting, they immediately wired home that this is crazy. Just their standards are poor. You know, they're, they're open for contamination. And uh, they warned of an outbreak. They, they did. And that was a year before the virus broke out. Right. And uh, did you see what was interesting is that the one Chinese scientist who had been studying the coronavirus for 16 years how she made a comment that said, oh, my, we may be responsible for this. Right, right. It was something along those lines. Could this have gotten out of our lab? Yeah, that's something to that. Something yes. to that yeah. yeah, I forget her name, but they call her the bat lady. The bat lady, yes. And uh, she died from the virus. Now, these governments have known all along what they were doing there because uh, several years ago, some of them even went to Australia to study bats, correct? Mm -hmm. And uh, there's... Supposed to be an investigation now because I don't know if it was last year, the year before, whatever, but we funded it over three million through the it was some organization here in the United States, some the health organization or something. Yeah, it, it was, and I think the players in that health organization, the, there's investors in that health organization who the World Health Organization, Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, and someone else, and so that's why people are saying that Bill Gates had a foot in this and that's why he's pushing to have everyone in the world vaccinated because if he is an investor in this vaccine that they were supposedly uh, making in the same lab or a lab near it he's gonna make out like a bandit right but but the thing is right now uh, they won't even let anyone go and uh, investigate that lab, inspect it. Well, it's a communist country, so they're pretty much locked off. We don't know any true numbers as how many cases they've had, how many deaths they've had. And, and we never will. Just but sources say that it's a lot worse than they say. Of course, of course. You know, they don't want to give the real numbers. And it's interesting how they said it spread because these scientists at the same time that they were possibly infected from studying this in their lab, they at the same time would travel the world attending conferences and other research events. And they said that's how it spread throughout the world so quickly because yeah. they were traveling all the time. Right, right. And by the time anyone really got a handle, by the time China really shared any, any information, the damage was already in place. That's right. It, the, the cat was out of the bag. Now, I don't know how you all think out there. You may think, well, it's a conspiracy theory. But if you watch this news outlet 
and this little news clipping, which it was about, what, 15 minutes long? Yeah. But in that 15 minutes, they broke it down, and they gave you so many facts that, you know, it's going to be hard to refute that that was the original source of yes. the outbreak. Yes. Now, China has been accused of making synthetic viruses in the past. Right. Now, why they were studying this, was it for the use of biological warfare? Was it for just in case it, it the virus jumps to be ahead of it? Knowing any communist country and the, the history and how communist countries have acted over the past, they were, I'm going to say, in my opinion, they were studying this virus, seeing how it could make it jump to human for a biological weapon. Right. Because if you could infect a nation, look what it's done to the American economy. That's the quickest way to bring a nation to its knees. And if you could release a virus like that in, in the nation that you pick, you know, send a few hundred people to major cities and just have them walk <clears throat> around sick until they die, Right. then you've you got a pandemic, and we do have one, right. and that'll bring a nation to its knees. Now, I, I think one thing, while well, they didn't account for a couple of things, they, I don't think they're ready to spread it. I think that when it got out of the lab, it caught them by surprise because there is no vaccine. Right. So this is everything backlash from their, uh, their, their misuse, their poor care of the facility. They said people are getting in, uh, contaminated with bat feces and bat urine. Right. Just It was a poor, poor setup for a lab. It was. And, and the, yeah, they were saying that the, there was bat blood being thrown everywhere. Yeah. Uh, the bats would urinate on them. And, and they're right, there's cross-contamination right there. Yeah. So I believe that based on what was presented, that they made their case for this little research facility was where the coronavirus breakout happened. Right, because there's not enough evidence to say it came from that market, especially when they don't even sell bats. That's right, and, and particularly the horseshoe bat. Right, and, and that's probably the only place within 600 miles that has the horseshoe bat. I, that's That's what they said, so... I don't know about y'all, but it was pretty convincing to me. Now, since that outbreak, I re recently read a paper that was published by the National Sandi uh, Los Alamos National Lab here in New Mexico, and the scientists said that they've traced the mutations on this, and at first I thought it was eight, but it's mutated 14 times. And they said the mutation that we're seeing now in the United States isn't the mutation or the infection that started in Wuhan. The one that's here, it's more deadly, more contagious, and it kills quicker. So it's mutating. And in order to get, they call it slipping, in order to get a hold of it and make a vaccine it has to stop slipping which is mutating that way we could develop right if, if we can't develop a vaccine it's like the flu we have flu vaccines but we guess which strain is going to be active each year and that's and why they want you to be vaccinated every year that's right because we don't know which flu it is and this is going to be the same thing. It's not going to be just one vaccine. They're going to have to develop many right. based on the strains that have mutated. Right, exactly. Now, there's a lot of talk about how 
they want to vaccinate everybody and you're going to have to carry proof that you've been vaccinated. I, I don't know. I, I, I kind of. Well, that's, that's all in the, the conspiracy side there. It is. Because I'm going to tell you right now, I took the flu vaccine one year and I got the flu. I got sick. That's the only year I took it. I never get the flu vaccine, and I have never got the flu since I stopped taking the vaccine. And we're talking 30, 35 years. Right. You know? I was going to say, I never get the flu shot. I, I have in the past, but like you, I got sick too. It, it, it wasn't as bad, It was, but I still got sick. I, I got sick, and I was like, what the hell? I'm, I took the vaccine. I'm not supposed to get sick. Right. Now, did you see, a, I, I don't know if it was on the same video or a different video, because I watched a couple, and they were talking about uh, sec- our Secretary of State, how he's talking about it, how there's a lot of finger pointing at China, and then they have their television which is state controlled right and did you hear what they were saying about him how he's the devil he's spreading hate and lies and evil of course well they're communists that's a propaganda machine and there for a minute china was blaming us saying that we released it on them and i'm like uh right they said it escaped from an army army lab or something right yeah Yeah. I'm, i'm like it did escape from probably an army lab but they're in wuhan china yeah uh because you were the first to get sick. Right. The, I think the first case they traced it back was documented there. In, in the Wuhan lab. The, yep. Well, the first one who went to the hospital. Yep. Yeah. And, and then the, the doctor who was the whistleblower, he died from it shortly after right. he contracted exactly. it. Uh, he came forward and was talking about it, and they kind of silenced him. Yeah, they did. Then after he died, they kind of retracted and issued an apology a little too late don't you think right right I'm like, now i was reading about the lockdown they had in wuhan and everyone thinks our lockdown's tough you know we, you know we we can only go to certain places over there you were locked down you could only leave your house once every three days that's right and over there they would arrest you if you left right they, they don't play games over there so here in this country we think our, our freedom our rights and everything's taken away it, we're not to the point of how China is. So, right, and and look at the Philippines. That's that's not even a communist country. But what did the what order did the president issue when they had their lockdown? Oh, he said if they come out, kill them. Yep, shoot he said them. If, shoot them if they come out. Exactly. Just like he was doing with the uh, the drug dealers. Yeah. If if you were a known drug dealer, they were executing well, you. That that's not only him. That there's been other presidents in the past who have done that. There, right. I know they've done that in China. I've seen videos. I know when we were in the military. I'm sure you've seen videos like that. I have. Yeah, and you know, uh, we just put them in a prison and we. Uh, we feed them, give them cable TV. But over in these other countries, they execute them in the square. In China, you'll get a fair, speedy trial, which will be in about three days. And if you're found guilty, within an hour, you're in the square getting executed. Yep. Now, when I was in the Middle East, they used to have uh, public floggings every right. Thursday out in the, in the town square. Now, it would range from anything from a speeding ticket, adultery, whatever, murder, theft, and... Uh, your crime that would uh, determine how many lashes you got. Right now, there was three old men with a they call it a cat of nine tails that right. that whip. Yes. Now your minimum sentence would of course be three, so they could all get one smack at you. Right. So and it would go up from there depending on the severity or what they felt was. They do the same in Thailand. Yeah. I, I Singapore seen, they do the cane. Yep. They cane you for for crimes. Uh, sometimes it's to death. Yep. Yep. 
Yep. Now, when I was in the Middle East, there was a, a gentleman working there at the airport, and he had one of his hands chopped off. He had been caught stealing. Right. So part of his sentence was to tell everybody why he's missing a hand. Hey, I'm a thief. I got caught. They cut off this hand, so I have to eat and wipe my butt with the same, same hand. hand. Yep. Which is taboo in that country, in, yes. in most countries. But not to get off subject, we gave you a little history of how other countries are. That way, you people out there that think your all your rights in this country are being taken away, I think 90% of you have never left this country. Or <laughs> never left mom's basement. That's right. <laughs> now, yeah, we wanted to give you a little insight of other countries so you know why it's so hard to get information out of China about this. That's right. Even today, we know a lot that's going on, but they're still very tight-lipped. Like I said, they won't let us go in and inspect no more. No. And uh, there was a big backlash about when the president stopped the funding for the World Health Organization. Right. But there's a lot of talk that they're in tight with China. That's why they didn't respond and, and they, they didn't they, respond. They were, I think they were trying to give China time to get it under control because they're in tight with them before sounding the whistle. Right. And, and I'm going to agree with the president on that. I'm not saying Trump's the best president, but, you know, he does some things I do agree with. And that was one of them. We yes. should we don't look at our countries in shambles right now because of this virus that originated in Wuhan. And based on what I saw, I'm going to say that. And it's costing us billions of dollars so to defund the world health organization smart move right and i i'm sure they do some good but what do they actually do for us nothing we what, have our own health organizations that's right they do we have our cdc we right. none of those you know all these international organizations that we fund and funded for years they do nothing for us right except, but take our money but take our money and point the finger and say how bad we are yeah just like some of these other countries and you know i i'm let's take care of the people here especially the small businesses the the mom and pops that are going out of business because of this and uh Let's stop funding all these other countries with billions right. of dollars. Because right now, the majority of us, you know, things are tight, but we'll be able to eventually catch up, Let get back on track. But these small businesses that are suffering, right. some of them may never be able to open their doors again. And, and they won't. And if, if we took all the money that we give in foreign aid to other countries and distributed it to our citizens, I don't think we'd have an economic downturn like we're going to have. Yeah. Oh. Well, like the bailout packages, they gave out enough money, they could have gave each citizen a million dollars. They could have, but there again, mismanagement, big government. Yeah. Anyway, I'm going to pop a Coors Light. I'm not drinking my Merlot, so here we go. That's for That's you, right. Coors Light. Today we're in my studio, so Coors Light it is. We are in the Vince studio today. Yeah, I don't really have a name for it. We're just, uh, this is the on-the-road studio. That's right. But anyway, back to the coronavirus. You know, our little hometown that where we're from, of Gallup, New Mexico, they are a hot spot right now because it's spreading like wildfire there. And the reason is because of the Navajo Reservation. You know, they don't have running water. They don't have, so uh, I'm not going to fault them all. Because some of the little cities out there do have water, but most of the places are remote and they don't have water. But what really hit my nerve is they're going to get $600 million in federal funding because of this. 
and the president wants to give it as college grants. I'm like, are you are you nuts? Are you fucking nuts? Nope. Why don't you spend six hundred million? And I know the reservation's vast, but try and help your people get even solar panels. Work on and, the infrastructure. Yeah, infrastructure. Dig some wells and whatnot so that they don't have to travel to town to get their water and right. whatnot. Now, you could, you could kind of like split up the reservation in little counties and drill a well for each little community. Just like a city does. Yes. Yeah, and I, I blame that. While we've grown up in this area, we've... We've been on the, the Navajo Reservation many times. We have friends there, and uh, I, bla- I blame it all on mismanagement of their leaders. It, well, every, almost every leader embezzles. Right. Now, there's a lot of people, there's, especially the elderly out there, don't have electricity, running water. Right. You can't blame them. They want to come into, into Gallup or Farmington or Albuquerque, whatever. You know, go shopping, a little bit of AC, get a, a burger, whatever, you know, just... That's because they don't have it out there. Exactly. They don't have the resources. They don't have shopping. They don't have nothing. You know, well, they, they don't have, they have some, but they don't have what they should. Right. For as much money as the, the tribe has had. Right. And, it, it and goes to the wrong places. Now, I was an auditor and I used to audit out on the reservation and some of their entities. And as an auditor, I got to look at the, you know, the, the national records and the tribes get one percent of the federal budget at least when i was an auditor and one percent and they they get mil each tribe nationwide gets millions of dollars now that's why the federal government let them open up the casinos so that they could become self-sufficient that's yet to be seen right now the navajo nation i know they have a couple of casinos yeah but they have one right outside gallup and that thing is packed anytime you drive by it. Right. And we know there's no uh, per capita going out there because there's a lot of tribal members. They'd each get a check every year for 10 bucks. But back to the coronavirus, it's ravaging the Navajo Nation. And uh, they're on lockdown. And you hear everyone throughout the nation right now screaming about, we got to get back to work. I do agree. We got to get the nation going again and back to work. But at the same time, we got to do it responsibly and think. Because I met a man a few days ago, and we were talking, and he said he doesn't believe that there's a coronavirus. He thinks it's a conspiracy theory. He says, I don't know anybody who's got sick, I don't know anyone who's died, but the facts are, it's happening. Right. Just because you don't know anyone or see anyone, it's happening. Yeah, it is. I mean, I, I, I can't say where I work, but we've had several people come up positive. We've had uh, relatives of people I work with come up positive. We've had people at work come up positive where I had to go get tested. Right, and uh, I haven't had to get tested but I read an article that said if you were sick with these symptoms in November or December, they didn't know what it was then. You probably had the coronavirus. And in November, no, December, I was sicker than the dog, and I didn't know what it was. Right, and I, I got sick about a week after you. Right, well, it's because you, you came to the house. Yeah. My wife got sick, I was sick, my brother got sick, and... uh I'm starting to wonder if I did have it because I know some people that I work with that were sick and they were out for quite for a month. 
Right. Now, it's possible we we could have, have had it. And if we did, we should get some of that Gates money. That's right. I'm, I'm like, <laughs> we should take all the Gates money. Yeah. But we just wanted to share this with you. And I know it's 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 not easily accessible. It's on Facebook if you have Facebook. And it's being shared around. But the little news clipping that we saw, and you could call it a small documentary, it's called Wuhan Death Labs. Yes. And it's an interesting watch. Yeah, it's actually under a couple different names. It's also under China Death Labs. Yes. But it's the same documentary. Right. And there's the. I looked up the news outlet, and they want you to register before you could gain access to all their reportings. Okay. And, uh, uh, I, I wish I would have wrote the name down for you. I'm sorry. That's my responsibility. But it, it was... Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll look it up for you. Hold on. Okay, we're back, and we found that for you. Uh, the website is called tpusa.com, and that's the news source that released the China Death Labs video. So I encourage you all to check it out. Yep, check it out form your own opinion like i said like we said we thought there was a lot of factual information you may disagree check it out and tell us what you think you may and uh you know just stay home stay safe i i know it's time to get back to work and and we really should you know what what can we do we have to we have we have no choice people be safe be smart about it continue the social distancing and I mean, yeah, we'll be able to get out and go shopping, but let's not go overboard all in one day. Right, and now that now that we're on the getting back, look at all these states that are opening up. Right. What do you think about that? You know, a lot of them are open up, and no one's practicing social distancing. See, that part scares me. It does. I mean, I've read articles that the scientists say not if. They say we will see a second wave and possibly a third wave until a vaccine's created. Uh, they said an, a vaccine may not even be created until 60 to 70% of the population worldwide has contracted this. Right. That's a lot of people getting sick. So I don't think we're out of the woods by far. No, and uh, they've even talked about to speed up the process, injecting healthy adults with it. Well, you know, it's like, do you remember when chicken pox was the thing? Well, if the neighbor kid had chicken pox, mom was like, go down there and play with him you, so, yep, we, so get we get it. it out of the way. Yep, I remember that. Yep, and then you won't get it again. Yep. You may get shingles when you get older, but that's your, that, <laughs> you're on your own then. I just remember them damn chicken pox itched and they sucked. Oh, I know, they did. And that caladin oil that you put on. But, but you know, that's, if that's what it's going to have to take... That's what it's going to have to take. We're just all going to have to go back to work and and just do the best we can. Yeah, and, and uh, you know, like you said, we might have to, at least half of us get infected before they create a vaccine. But if you get sick, you know, take care of yourself. You do. And here's the thing. We already know every strain out there, even though it's mutated 14 times, every strain, it's deadly to the vulnerable population. So if you are a vulnerable person, then, you know, your life has changed until this gets under control forever. Right. I mean, this virus has changed the dynamic of the world, not just this country, the world. Yes. 
I, I think we're going to see a lot more telecommuting, people working from home. Uh, it, it's I don't know what next week, next month, next year is going to bring, but I do know this has changed the whole dynamic. Yeah, it has. And, uh, and I'm glad, to one thing, it's making a lot of people more health conscious. You know, it's, it's sad when you have to tell somebody to wash your hands, but... You know, yeah, I've I've seen grown adults. At, we go out to eat. I've seen grown men go in the bathroom, use the bathroom, and then walk out. I'm like, you're not going to wash your hands, right? Exactly. And, <laughs> and you're going to go out there and stuff food in your mouth, right? Yeah. yeah. So hell, I wash my hands before I touch myself. I don't know where I've been. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> right. But anyway, we we encourage you to check it out. TPUSA.com. And uh, if you can find it on Facebook, it's under China Death Labs. Or Wuhan Death Labs. Or Wuhan Death Labs. And it's interesting, and it's going to make you think. Guarantee it's going to prove its point. Yes. So we're going to end it on that note. Thanks for listening, and uh, take care. Peace.